Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Five o'clock drive here on a Tuesday. I'm Austin Horton filling in for Jake Scott. He'll be back Thursday. Gordon Monson live at Casa del Monson. And we're here at My Hearing Center's. 801-438-7058. Gordon, the NBA, if, if our uh, listeners missed it earlier, Alex, uh, Alex, Adam Silver, Alex is his lesser-known brother, Adam Silver told CNN that he's suspecting more and more that the NBA season will be delayed, uh, the start will be kicked to January for next season, and uh, that would mean that the offseason would be, you know, between now and then, and who do the Jazz have out there that they that they could look at as bringing in via free agency? Our guy Ben Anderson at KSL will be will be joining us here momentarily to talk about uh, what he described as a quick three thousand plus words on thirty two free agent targets for the Jazz. I read every one of those three thousand plus words, and it was a great article. Gordon, uh, before we get Ben on, I understand he's holding here. What do you think is the immediate need for the Utah Jazz uh, this off season? Uh, well, I mean, there are different things that they need, and you can talk to different people about, uh, in a general sense, what it is. Uh, we saw uh, we saw a need for perimeter defense, uh, and like uh, Dennis Lindsay said hmm. in his, pr- his press conference, uh, a perimeter defense that wouldn't rupture the spacing at the other end of the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's all fine and good. I was actually we were looking for a five eleven and a half. 230-pound balding uh, white kid from Layton is what we were looking for. Uh, on the wrong side of 35. That's what yeah. they need, and I know a guy they could call. He's available. They probably could uh, you know, pay him uh, a minimum amount, too, which would be uh, a handsome sum. I, I have it on good authority. He'll work for Megaplex Popcorn, in fact. So uh, they, they got that going for him. Join us now. Find him on Twitter, at Ben's Hoops. A guy that knows as well as I do what it's like to work for and with David Locke, Ben Anderson, with us. Hey, Ben, how are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? How are you? We're excited to have you on. Talk about thirty-two. We won't talk all thirty-two, obviously, but you wrote this piece: thirty-two free agents, uh, the, the targets for the Utah Jazz. I want to start with every Jazz fan's favorite on that list: Derek Favors. Yay or nay? What say you? And what do you feel will happen? I I think there's real interest there, and I think it makes sense. First of all, the Jazz, we know, are, are not as limited maybe as they once were in the types of free agents they could go out to uh, go after or whether or not they were truly a destination for free agents to sign. But if there's mutual interest, and by all accounts there's mutual interest from Favors wanting to come to the Jazz and the Jazz wanting to bring him back, uh, he, he's a player that you know you can play in the playoffs. He can be a top seven or eight rotation player. Those guys truly are hard to find. Some of those guys are, are gambles, and I think a good example of that is the Jazz signed Ed Davis last year and Jeff Green, thinking those guys would be the sixth, seventh, or eighth man in the rotation, and both of those guys flamed out. I mean, neither of them was able to crack that number. So if you feel like you can lock in on a guy that will for sure come in and fill that role, you know they're worth $10 million a year, and that's what the mid-level exception is going to be. So it's a relatively safe bet in that sense. But it might not be the home run type of signing you could get using that money elsewhere. 
So, Ben, that begs the question, then, would Derek be willing to sign for that? I think the mid-level exception is probably what he's going to find wherever he goes. So I think that's going to be the best bet for him. Now, maybe he wants more playing time, or maybe he wants to start, or maybe there is a team, and there's only a handful of teams that really have a little bit of money. Uh, and honestly, those right now are like the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons, who maybe are a potential fit. Uh, but but it's teams that have big guys. The Knicks have five centers on their roster and have money. They don't need Derek Favors. So, yes, I think the majority of teams who are going to be interested in him are going to have that mid-level exception offer, and the Jazz can match that. So he's going to take uh, he's going to lose half his salary essentially. Hmm. Yeah, he's going to drop down from about seventeen million to nine million, and it's a you know it's a big loss. The Jazz the Jazz did him a weird favor, and it was smart. It's one of the reasons why he may be willing to come back to Utah. The Jazz signed him with extra money that he wasn't going to earn elsewhere on the free agency market two years ago when they signed him, but they were between the the salary cap and the luxury tax, and they said, well, we can build that number up and pay a penalty for doing it and it's going to make Derek realize we appreciate him and that's what they did and that's just honestly very good relationship building that's that's smart front office work and the little types of things that I think Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck have done that might go unnoticed that that work out as favors down the line let's talk about for a moment uh, who is currently in the fold who I think should be their number one target and want to bring back Jordan Clarkson although Ben you you know as best as anyone other teams might be able to give him some money the Jazz may not want to go for. Yeah, I mean, there's teams out there that could potentially say, hey, we want to give you you know, $20 million a season. And as I mentioned, there's six teams or so out there that they're going to have that type of money that might be willing to throw it at him. Atlanta, New York, Detroit, Miami, Charlotte, and Phoenix all have money. And Jordan Clarkson proved this year, maybe for the first time in his career, that he can come in and help a good team. You know, he's been on terrible Lakers teams and then played a little bit for that LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers team, uh, but got benched after the first round of the playoffs and was not a part of that rotation. So there were questions about whether he's just a high, you know, a high scorer off the bench that doesn't help or whether he can actually do some things well uh, for a good team. And I think he proved that. So those guys have tons of value. Jordan Clarkson is going to have tons of value. Now, whether a team feels like that's the guy they want to invest $18 million in this offseason and, and probably beyond this year, they probably need to sign up for a couple of seasons to make him feel secure and sacrifice the cap space they would have next season, which is loaded with Chris Paul, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and all these free agents that are going to be available. Are you willing to sign Jordan Clarkson now and lock yourself into that free agent, or would you rather take another swing at the bat next offseason when there's more names? So you can go to KSL.com if you want to check out Ben's piece. Ben, uh, give us some names that you may have included. Who's, who are some realistic uh, players out there the Jazz could get in? So after Derek Favors, I'll give you a couple of big guys really quick. Aaron Baines, we know from the Phoenix Suns. He's Australian, mm-hmm. knows Joe Ingold, and played on the national team together in Australia with the Boomers. That's a name I would look at. He gives you the ability to spread the floor. Paul Millsap, uh, another former jazz man who's probably going to be looking at that $9 million a year range, who's probably not a starter at this point in his career, but could be a really good sixth or seventh man is another name. I I think the jazz would be smart to at least kind of kick the tires on and see if he'd be interested. I know those probably aren't the most exciting names for jazz fans. Uh, So let me throw out another one in Justin holiday. He comes from the holiday family. We know there's three brothers right now in the NBA drew holidays, the best. Justin Holiday is probably the second best because he's got more experience. And then Aaron Holiday was drafted last year, uh, the kid from UCLA. So they're an NBA family. 
They're proven. Think of he's probably a little bit better than Royce O'Neal. Uh, he does some similar things. He might not be quite the defender, but he's probably a more consistent shooter. Uh, at least recently, he has been over the last few seasons and has some history starting in the NBA. So if you're looking for a 3 and D guy who can play some defense and knock down some shots and could be a top seven or eight rotation player that you could play in the playoffs, that's the type of name I would throw out there. They're not super exciting potential all-star names the way I think you know Boyan Bogdanovich came into the Jazz and scoring 20 points a game. You're not getting that, but I don't think the Jazz are looking for that necessarily. Speaking of uh, similar uh, 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 skills, uh, Mo Harkless shows up on your list. Uh, and, in fact, I think you included it in your top ten Jazz uh, yeah. free agency target list. Uh, we mentioned uh, coming in, the, the, or Gordon mentioned, the Jazz need for some perimeter defense. He's a guy, Mo can uh, defend, what, three, four positions? What do you think about Mo Harkless and would Jazz fans like him in a uniform? Yeah, he's kind of a funny name where a while ago – maybe three seasons ago, two seasons ago, he was kind of one of the hot names in the NBA as one of these wings that was breaking out and really kind of proving themselves as NBA players. And then he had signed this enormous contract. It really wasn't enormous. It was four years and $40 million. He just never quite lived up to that number the way I think some people thought he was going to. And then he played for the Knicks. And I don't know about you guys. I, I certainly have this bias when I see players who have played in New York of thinking, oh, they can't be helpful to NBA teams anymore. It's just such a toxic <laughs> situation we really start to think that they're bad NBA players, and that's clearly not the case, but it seems like a lot of careers go there to die. So I think Mo Harkless has a little bit of that reputation, but he's actually a pretty good player. And when he's been on good teams in the past, whether that's a team like Portland, he's shown kind of nice promise shutting down opposing point guards, even Chris Paul in a playoff series. So, so he's got that type of experience to switch out on a Jamal Murray, but then also guard Jeremy Grant or a Paul Millsap in a pinch when the Jazz are finding difficulty not having one of those versatile defenders right now. So let me uh, ask you to interpret what Dennis Lindsay was talking about when he said he wanted, he would be interested in a defensive kind of player who wouldn't hurt the Jazz, the spacing at the other end. How good of a, if someone's a, a good defender, what kind of shooting do they have to put up in order not to spoil the mix at the other end? Yeah, I guess it is a bit of a sliding scale because, you know, there are guys like uh, Andre Roberson, who I also put on this list. Now, he's coming back from kind of a scary injury, and there's questions about whether or not he can be helpful. But let me give you an example of a breakout star of the NBA playoffs so far. And he was playing in Oklahoma City, and that's Lou Dort. And we know him locally because he played in the Pac-12 for Arizona State and was the freshman of the year and made the all-defensive team as a freshman. He's such an insanely good defensive player and such an awful three-point shooter that Billy Donovan, now the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, Billy Donovan in Oklahoma City couldn't keep him off the floor because he was so good against LeBron James. Now, the Jazz seemed to have some interest in Dante Exum. We know they gave him that big contract. They kept dedicating minutes on the floor for him. He was beating out other guys for minutes that might have been better players because they liked his length and, and his athleticism and his defense. But he was so bad as a three-point shooter, you know, low 30s, high 20s. You have to be, I think, 35% or better realistically for the Jazz to feel like you deserve playing time unless you're truly a lockdown defensive player. And there aren't many of those guys left, and that's why I can mention a Lou Dort off the top of my head or an Andre Roberson there's not 10 of them in the NBA. There's three or four of them in the NBA. And if you get one of those guys, that trade-off's worth it. But, you know, if Royce O'Neal was shooting 30% from the floor right now, I don't think he's on the court. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Jay Crowder, speaking of shooting badly and then really good sometimes, Jay Crowder going to be an unrestricted guy. Uh, a lot of Jazz fans in love with Jay Crowder and his game, but he was either feast or famine with the Jazz, and so far he's feast or famine with the Heat. More fa- more feast lately, though, but what are your thoughts on Jay Crowder coming back? Now, I think because Miami's doing so well this year, and I still think they're probably going to make it to the finals out of the East, though Boston is super talented, certainly more talented than Miami. Uh, Miami has so much money this offseason. It's like $20 million. I don't think they're going to go out and chase somebody unless they can sign and trade for, uh, or I should just not even sign and trade, but if they could trade for a Giannis Antetokounmpo or somebody like that this offseason. I don't think they're going to look to lock up that money long term, but that makes a ton of sense, though, then to go and sign a guy like Jay Crowder to a one-year deal and maybe pay him a little bit above that market value, which is the mid-level exception at $10 million. Because Jay Crowder, I think, recognizes, hey, I look really good in Miami right now. Maybe he could get a four-year, $40 million deal somewhere else, and that would be very hard for him to pass up. And I don't think Miami would be willing to commit that type of money to him. But also the Jazz aren't going to give him four years and $40 million. You know, the Jazz are looking to make sure that their players also next year in free agency because Rudy Gobert's contract opens up and they want to bring him back. Uh, you're going to, of course, give Donovan Mitchell the max contract this offseason. But as Mike Conley expires and some of these deals come off the Jazz books, you're going to want to make sure you've got the right pieces around them. So I don't think giving uh, a guy like Jay Crowder more than a one-year deal makes sense for the Jazz. And it certainly doesn't make sense for Jay Crowder. And he's getting more minutes and he's playing better in Miami anyways. I mean, I just think it's a much better marriage. So, Ben, obviously the draft has an effect on who the Jazz might be interested as far as free agents go. Have you heard of anybody in this draft that might be available when the Jazz pick that you think fits the bill? You know, I've really kind of dug through the Pac-12 recently just because I try and break it down by conferences. And, you know, there's probably 20 guys realistically that the Jazz are going to look at. Now, weirdly, the Pac-12 has maybe six of those guys that are projected right now between the 20th pick, the Jazz are sitting at 23, and the 40th pick. And this is what that draft is going to look like, which is actually I think in a lot of ways is good. You, you look at these drafts at the end of the first round where there's some 25, 30 guys that could go in those last 10 picks of the first round. That means there's a lot of talent, and you can say, hey, I like that this guy does this one thing specifically because we think that fits our system. And there's a few guys who I think make sense for the Jazz. Uh, two guys I'll mention from from – Washington. They're a little bit more projects uh, that could fit with the Jazz. Jaden McDaniels is that home run swing for the Jazz. He's six foot ten, but he's more of a shooting guard, small forward. He looks like a star. He makes star types of plays in the NBA. He was the number seven overall recruit, I want to say, at the high school level. Maybe he was number nine, but he was top ten before he chose to go to Washington. He's got incredible athleticism length. I mean, he's kind of everything you want in that small forward type. You look at him and you see Paul George. But he didn't play very well at Washington. Washington was terrible this season. He had lots of lapses on the floor where he wasn't playing very hard or it looked like he wasn't interested. That's what Paul George looked like, and it's the reason why he slipped you know, out of the top five picks. Uh, where did he go? From? Fresno State or San Diego State? That was kind of the issue for Paul George. Uh, and that's why he slipped in the draft a little bit. Jake McDaniels has that type of home run potential if the Jazz wants that. If you want a guy who you think can come in and play right away, there's Isaiah Stewart, who's the big man at Washington, who played alongside Jaden McDaniels. He plays like Derek Favors. He's long. He blocks shots. He's really tough. Like He's an incredibly tough player and has a fabulous motor. Great person, apparently. So he was the number two overall recruit. He's been dinged a little bit because Washington was so bad. And then a guy I actually watched a lot yesterday uh, is Tyler Bay. He's a junior from Colorado, 45-inch vertical, 
freakish defender. I mean, absolutely blows up entire possessions all over the floor because he's so long and so fast and has such good athleticism. But he's an he's a questionable shooter. He shot 42% last year, but he only took 33s. So if you want a guy who's going to step out and take a bunch of threes and prove that he's a great three-point shooter, Tyler Bay isn't that yet. But maybe he could get there. But he's a junior, so there's less room for development. That's why he's available at the end of the first round. He's Ben Anderson of KSLSports.com. Check out his pieces. Top 32 Utah Jazz free agent targets and top 10 Utah Jazz free agency targets. He's a good guy, good uh, uh, good uh, sports mind, former radio host, hopefully uh, someday soon again. But he catches stuff at KSLSports.com in the meanwhile. Ben, you be good, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Yes, I said be good, not be well. But uh, that's because he's my friend, Gordon. I can tell him he's got to be good. I guess you can tell your friends whatever you want. <laughs> uh, my wife tells me all the time, be good. And I'm like, wait, don't you mean be well? She's like, no, be good. I was like, okay, I'll be good. I'll, I'll obey. Uh, that's Ben Anderson of KSLSports.com. We're live today at My Hearing Centers. Give them a call, 801-438-7058. Uh, you've got four or 20 offices in Utah from Logan to Nephi, and Matt is standing by here with us today. And, Matt, we told uh, everyone last break, good things come in freeze. You're, you're handing out freeze all over the place here. Well, we, we, we're trying to make it easy. One of the biggest barriers people have from coming in and seeing us, uh, you know, there's, there is a bit of a stigma on hearing aids. Uh, that, that one's harder to break down. That's why we have the latest technology and the most discreet hearing aids available uh, with the best technology. But another one is just not knowing if the hearing aid's going to work right for them. So we make sure we give everyone a 30-day risk-free trial to be able to try the hearing technology in their homes, at their businesses, with with their family, to make sure that it's the right hearing aid for them. And uh, and at the end of the thirty days, the last one is we get we get them uh, into uh, either Red Lobster or Olive Garden with a gift card, or they get some uh, movie tickets. And when they go to uh, the movies or the or the uh, restaurant, when when they choose to do so, you were showing me earlier this uh, directional thing on the app. They can choose. Who they're listening to when, if it's to the front of them, to the side. Tell us about that. Yeah, so they, they can either have the hearing aid do it itself. The hearing aid has the ability to sense the difference between speech and noise. It'll actually lower noise. Wow. It'll increase speech. And then we can do it directionally where if they don't want to hear even the speech behind them, and say you're, you're, you, no one's really sitting close to each other at restaurants right now, but if there was <laughs> someone close to you, you want to hear them, you could actually set it up so you're only hearing the, the people in front of you, the same works really well in business meetings and, you know, other, other activities. The, the other great thing about the hearing aids is that they have that acoustic motion sensing. This is, this is a new thing. Uh, for, acoustic for hearing. motion sensing. Acoustic motion. So they know when you're moving. And so you can still hear nature while you're moving. This is great for some of our bikers that like to go bike the canyons. Right. And they, and they got to hear when that, those uh, cars are coming behind them or in front of them so they can make adjustments so that they uh, stay safe. And that's one of the things that one of our patients came in. They heard about the acoustic motion sensor, said, I want to try it for you. I want to take it up the canyon on a ride. I said, okay, here you go. Try it. Uh, I took it up back. He said, okay, I want to buy it from you now because that was amazing. I felt so much better, so much safer. I could hear everything that's going on where before I could hear things, I could hear conversations or whatever, but you didn't get that, that direction. You didn't know where all those sounds were coming from. Well, now with that acoustic motion sensing, it knows when you're moving, also knows the movement of the sound, and and helps your brain adjust for knowing exactly where that's coming from. It's 801 438 How many of our listeners do you think are out there going, ah, this isn't for me, but it actually might be for them? You know, uh, probably all of them. 
<laughs> or if they don't, if it's not for them specifically, it's for someone that they know. You know, if a person, a family member, a friend that could really benefit in their lives from better hearing. And, and the nice things I get, I hear from friends at least weekly that are calling me up and say, Hey, it's finally time for my, my, my spouse. It's finally time for me. It's finally time for my dad. And if it's finally time for someone in your family, give us a call. We'll put them into the drawing for a free set of hearing aids. They might be able to, they're going to be one of 30 people that are going to win that free set of hearing aids. And then it's a free private consultation in one of our offices. It's just going to be you and the provider and a loved one. At the end of the consultation, you're going to know whether or not you have hearing loss and what's the best way to treat it. And uh, you get those uh, hearing aids 30 days risk-free to try. That's right. And see what it's about. Also, I assume there's all kinds of financing available, too, if people uh, need to, if they don't win it, but they still need to buy something. If if you you do need to get hearing aids, we're going to work with your insurance to make sure that that it's covered. We're able to work with insurance. So we work with all major insurances. Additionally, if you do need to finance a portion of it, we have financing available at 0% on approved credit. Can't beat 0%. Can't beat 0%. You're not 0%. giving money back, but you're not taking money away. That's right. I love it. 801-438-7058. My Hearing Centers. Call now. Be one of the first 30 to get uh, scheduled for that private hearing evaluation. Get those hearing aids 30-day risk-free to try. And a Megaplex gift card or restaurant gift card. And you'll be entered to win to keep a free set of hearing aids. That's Matt here at My Hearing Centers. 801-438-7058. Drop of the day next here on The Big Show. Big show, time for sounds of various clips or drop of the day. And uh, Gordon, I, I hate you. You know that, well, right? <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate uh-huh. it. Uh, I hate you. Uh, just it, it, because it was... just because there's a very obvious apple to be pulled from the tree, <laughs> uh, yeah. low-hanging fruit though it may be, but our listeners love it, so I'm yeah. calling for it. This is no longer low-hanging, though. This has fallen off the tree, rolled down the hill, and has been rotting in the gutter next to the storm drain for several years. So yet, say you! Yet everyone thinks it's so funny. And it's literally... I, I'd, I told you earlier I'd cut off my left foot for a, 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 a cure to COVID. Uh, I'd, I'd probably cut off more things if this uh, just disappeared and was never heard from again. But I guess I'll be a semi-good sport and... I'll let you set it up, Gordo. What are what are we going to ruin my life with now? Well, there was a time when Austin was interviewing a certain uh, wheelchair athlete. Champion. Shut up, Johnny. And uh, you uh, happened to miscommunicate what you meant to say to him. <laughs> Let's just let it speak for itself. I think we we just need to hear it. Yeah. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk with Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to ever walk the earth. And I can say that because I've met the man. Let's jump out to the phone line and talk to our very good friend, Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to ever roll the earth. Jeff, I'm sorry for my little faux pas there. Before we went to break, everyone's having a lot of fun with it. How are you, my man? Hey, I am doing great. <laughs> you know, uh I, I was listening to that myself, and I'm like, you know, I, I wish I could walk. Thanks for reminding me yeah. of the situation I'm in. I'm, I'm such a good friend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking with you. That was uh, that's quite all right. Hey, 
I'll walk, I'll roll. That you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. That's uh, that's how I roll. First things first, you're w- walking up here on the end of the of the wheelchair season. How's that going for you? You know, I wish it was going better. We, we, this was uh, this was always a uh, rebuilding season. Just painful. I know. You don't it's say. For, it's painful for you. <laughs> really? Us and you're oh. walking up on. Let's you, jump you, out I, to the phone line. <laughs> you really felt as though you needed to phrase it quite that way after what you had already yeah. done. Have you ever seen uh, Austin Powers? I think it's three uh, with the moly, moly, mole. Uh, or is it? Uh, or is it? It's three, right? <laughs> Gold member, is it not? And and he sees the guy with the the, the it's a uh, 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 savage, Fred Savage, and he's got a big old hairy nasty mole on his face, and he can't help but say the word mole over and over and over and over again, no matter how hard he tries. That was my subconscious attacking me, uh, and I just could not get away from you know verbs like walk and run and jump with maybe the greatest person to ever uh, grace his presence, grace us with his presence in Jeff Griffin. And I am so you mean to, to this walk day up ashamed. onto the show. Uh, uh, nope. I didn't say it. You said it. And that's just, know, that's, but... that's low brow, Gordon. I can't believe you'd do that. <laughs> yeah, but you you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It. You were doing it again. You almost did it again. <laughs> I, I love how he's like, thanks for reminding me. I wish I could walk. It's like, Oh, where is a hole I can just be buried in and never see anyone ever again? Yep, so there you go. Drop of the day. Uh, should have been the end of my career. Maybe it will be now. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Thanks, Gordon. We're, we're not call laughing my daughter at tonight you. And tell her why I uh, don't have a job in the morning? Or? We're, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not laughing. I'm crying. <laughs> okay. Go <laughs> ahead. Have a good cry. It's healthy every once in a while. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. Hey, by the way, before we move on, did Deion Sanders being hired as the head coach of Jackson State, and I'll yeah. be real honest with you, Gordon, I've heard of Jackson State. I think I've heard the name Jackson State as much in one day as I've heard in the rest of my life combined now that Deion Sanders has been hired as the head coach there. Uh, there was reports that uh, uh, wide receiver coach up at uh, Utah State, what's his name, Phillips? that he was going to be joining uh, Deion Sanders there at Jackson State. But Scotty tweeted out earlier that uh, he asked Gary Anderson about the rumors about Coach Jason Phillips, if he'd be leaving to take the OC job at Jackson State with Deion Sanders. And Gary Anderson said he has been informed that there is no truth to those reports. But what do you make of of the hire of uh, Deion Sanders, is it all flash? Is it all for the to win the press conference, or do you think he has what it takes to be a good coach? There's no way of knowing until we see what he does, how much effort he puts into it. Because obviously, uh, it doesn't matter. Your name recognition is nice as far as walking into a few living rooms trying to uh, sell a pitch. As far as coming to that particular program. But he's going to have to work his tail to make it work. Maybe he'll maybe he'll go out and get some folks who can do some of the legwork for him because he's Dion freaking Sanders, you know. <laughs> but whether he's devoted to it the way he needs to be in order to make it successful, and uh, I believe that's a historically black college, right? It is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So so I like 
I like the emphasis in this day and age to try and build up a program like that. Uh, but he'll only be successful if he really pours himself into it and isn't just sort of goofing around. Well, the last time I guessed wrong about a team making a hire that I thought was just to win a press conference was Herm Edwards, and I think I missed on that one. I think he's <laughs> yeah. been a great hire for Arizona State. And so I yeah, but he, you, he's I'll a little, my judgment. He's a little different than, than Dion because Dion, one of the all-time greats, but how much has he coached? And, and I like taking chances on guys uh, from time to time if they are fully committed. Now, sometimes it takes a little while for them to get in the right place to be successful. I was thinking about that today when we heard that Brian uh, Johnson is the uh, has been named the new offensive coordinator uh, at uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? What a, and, what a journey he's taken now. Well, he was the quarterback's coach before that, and he was mm-hmm. at Mississippi State for a while. He's and, kind of and, followed Mullen and, around, yeah. Right, he has. And But I thought it was a good idea when the Utes hired him as offensive coordinator. I thought that was – he was extremely bright as a player, and we saw what he was capable of doing from a cerebral standpoint when he was playing for the Utes and he beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. And I mean – but he just, I, I feel like he needed a little seasoning, but I thought he could make that leap right away. And maybe there are other factors that come into play with this sort of thing. But obviously, Brian is a conscientious guy who is going to pour his heart and soul and has poured his heart and soul into coaching. And so uh, we'll see what he can do uh, with the Gators down there. But uh, it takes time sometimes. Dion, are you really going to do it? Are you going to, is prime time really going to give it? Uh, everything he has i hope he does Hmm. Uh, i i think he's an intelligent guy and kind of a fun guy to be around we'll see if he can connect in a way with college students that he needs to do was brian just too young and too uh novice as a coach to be named offense coordinator in 2012 at the i thought i i I thought he was ready i i thought he was he could do it and uh it didn't work out perfectly, but there were other offensive coordinators at Utah through those years that struggled a tad bit with it as well. Yeah, but true. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I think you do get smarter as you get older. Oh, do and you? I think. Yeah, I think. Weird. I think Brian was always smart, but uh, he, yeah, he needed seasoning. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to imply that you know, if you're not older, you're not smart. Mm-hmm. Did I, did I make it sound that way? Did you imply or infer, Mr. <laughs> uh, journalist? <laughs> huh? Well, I didn't mean it that way, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. per se. Uh huh. Well, but uh, yeah. a few <laughs> rings around the trunk can uh, sometimes help a little. Hey, I don't want to hear about your. Never mind. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Coming up on the other side. You don't want to hear side. about. You don't want to hear about the rings around that's, my trunk. That's my bad. I shouldn't have said, even teased it. That's my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Lloyd was producing earlier. Alex is producing now, and I don't know if that made air, but hopefully we'll, <laughs> Dude, have, we'll all have jobs in five minutes when We're we come back. We're talking about a tree trunk. What, what are you thinking about? <laughs> the big show rolls on next until it's canceled here on The Zone. Welcome back to The Big Show. 97.5, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. This was my jam on Guitar Hero. The, oh, was the, it? Uh, uh, was this uh, The Killers? What's the name of the song? I'm just spacing on it. 
When you were young, yes, thank you, Alex. When you were one of the killers, our band of the day, brought to you by Live Nation. Gordon Monson, Austin Horton here with you, in for the vacationing Jake Scott. Uh, and uh, we uh, were hoping to maybe catch up with Kairos Tonga here in just a moment uh, from BYU practice. I'm just getting word from the uh, SI department down there in Provo that Kairos Tonga should be calling uh, in just a few moments, that would be terrific. Uh, let me just send them the number. Gordon, what are you – Kairos Tonga, he almost left for the NFL. Then he decided to stay. There were a lot of guys that did that. Do you think any of them have any regrets uh, about, uh, like, Penny Sewell, who stayed? Now he said he's going, but now the Pac-12 is like, well, maybe we'll play after all. Well, Penny, he's, he's a guy who's uh... – that 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 uh, that ink is dry, man. Everyone knows how good he is, and it really doesn't matter. Maybe maybe it matters from a standpoint that uh, you could uh, you could make more money, but he's just such a great player, and and all the pro scouts know that. So it's not like he's in a situation where he would try to improve his draft stock. That uh, that, that no need for that. I bet. What do you think? He'll be. Uh, he'll probably be picked in the top three. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so so, and I remember talking to Penne when he was in high school still, uh, because oh, yeah, I forget how old he was exactly at the time. I think he was like fifteen years old, and he was like <laughs> three hundred and twenty pounds, and uh, everybody knew he was gonna be. He was gonna be. Uh, just a terrific player, and uh, yeah, so good for him. But let, let, no, no, yeah. nothing that's happening right now is really going to affect him in any adverse way. Let me ask, this might be a weird question, but I, I ran into this when I first got into the business, and from time to time it still creeps up on me. When you're interviewing these big, powerful, tall, athletic, strong athletes, is it sometimes hard to remember that they're 30, 40, 70 years your your junior? <laughs> No, oh. no, because no, because most of them are just kids, and you can tell uh, because they look young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, 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 no, I, I, I never think that. No, I, I do all. from time to time, especially like when I when uh, interviewing LeBron. Sometimes he seemed like so he seemed so older, so much older than me. But then I have to remember he's only like five months older than me. We're pretty much peers as far as age goes and talent. I mean, if we're being honest, uh, he just uh, he he got lucky because he got all the the benefits of uh, the height and the athleticism. You know, things that matter on the basketball floor. But well, I, I don't know. I was just wondering if you ever felt like you had to remind yourself these are actually pretty young. These athletes I'm talking. No, about. I I know that. I, I know that going in. Really, I mean, uh, but I don't look at them as being all oh, this youngster. You know? Because that's somewhat condescending, and and many of the young athletes I've interviewed through the years have been rather impressive. So I mean, age age is just a number, Austin. You know that. I mean, yes, it, it's just a number. But they are substantially younger than me, and that's true for all the athletes I interview these days because uh, they're all young enough to be my kids. So yeah. Uh, but but that doesn't really affect the way I interview them, you know. Well, although you do tell them all the time, like you chased Gordon Hayward out of town by making sure he knew that he was wasting his time on video games instead of reading books, right? 
You, you made Grayson Allen get traded because he wasn't playing enough defense for your liking. So you do, you do uh, from time to time, use your seniority to say, listen to me, young whippersnapper. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Shape up or ship out. Is that one of the most famous movie lines? We were talking earlier about about uh, different poll questions for the movie zone. Have you ever asked the question, your favorite line from a movie or something like this? Get off my lawn has to be one of the most famous of uh, of the past decade or so. Isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, everyone, even if you haven't seen that movie, I'm sure you've seen that scene uh, or uh-huh. heard it or been told about it. And that's that's what makes a great uh, movie line is uh, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know the line and what movie it's from. So I think I could go along with you on that one, yeah. Hey, while we wait for hopefully to talk with Kairos Tonga, let's talk with Matt here at My Hearing Centers, 801-438-7058. Matt, this is a a call to everyone out there, not just those that know they need a hearing evaluation, but those that may think they don't need a hearing evaluation, right? (laughs) Yeah, if you're having a hard time uh, hearing us right now, if you're turning up the radio loudly (laughs) – uh, if you if you watch sports, you know, well, I, I think we all like to watch sports a little bit louder, but maybe more lo- loud, louder than necessary. Or if you know someone that that's in that situation, we want you to participate. We call the the 30-day challenge. We want you to call today, schedule any of our 20 locations here in Utah. Uh, we'll put your name or your loved one's name into a drawing for a free set of hearing aids. And what happens is, is you'll be able to come in the office. You'll be able to do a free hearing evaluation Try the hearing aids risk-free for 30 days, and the end of 30 days, we'll give you some movieplex tickets. Sorry, some megaplex tickets to watch a movie. There you go. Or uh, a gift card to Red Lobster Olive Garden as a thank awesome. you, just awesome. for trying. Awesome. Uh, of course, it's it's not just a good move for them personally, but it changes the lives of everyone around them, doesn't it? it you know, it, re- it really does. You know, we had a, had a lady come in, and she came in just after Thanksgiving, had all of her family, friends, loved ones over for Thanksgiving. This is obviously last year. Uh, and uh, after that, she she came in to us and said, you know what, I had this big party planned. Everyone's coming in from out of town, and uh, sure enough, I didn't get to participate at all. And it wasn't because I was stuck in the kitchen. It's because I couldn't understand a thing that was being said, and it was really depressing for her. And so after some some counseling, uh, we we told her, hey, we got the thirty days. You got to try these things. For 30 days, and you know, you know what that's going to do? That's going to take you over Christmas. So why don't you take these over Christmas, come back after Christmas, let's see how, how that went. Well, she had a smaller gathering for Christmas, but, man, she said it's a world of difference. And and we're coming up on the holidays. They're going to come faster than you think, and you're going to want to see your friend, friends and family members, even if it is just on Skype or, or Teams, right? Right, right, right. But uh, you want to be able to communicate with them, and the best way to make sure you're able to do that is come and try the, try the hearing. It's risk-free for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, uh, you're going to see the, the change in your life your own life and the lives of those that are around you as well. Uh, also, uh, how, how so if someone does the 30-day the evaluation, the 30-day risk-free trial, how soon can they expect to have a pair of their own? Right, right then. You, right then. They're going to be custom-made for them. At, you know, the, the ones that they take are going to be specifically their hearing aids. And if they want to keep them after the 30 days, we just uh, come up with an arrangement, work with the insurance, whatever we got to do, and uh, they'll be able to keep those same hearing aids that are working. Now, here's what does happen. About 5% of the time, that you know, everything on paper says, hey, this is the right hearing aid for you. You take those hearing aids out, you might come back in a week and say, hey, I'm still having trouble here and there. And we realize, you know, actually, there's another hearing aid that's going to work better for you. And we will always exchange, and then we'll just reset that, that, oh, cool. that clock again for another 30 days. So if, that, if you're in that 5%, you know, we're not just trying to get you into something. We want to get you into something that's 
perfect for your life situation. And sometimes we don't know that until you try that you've used it for about a week or so. There's data logging in the hearing aids, and that, <laughs> that data tells us a lot about the environments that you're in and, and the situations that you need help with. All right, that's uh, Matt at My Hearing Center's column, 801-438-7058. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Austin. We'll take just a couple minutes here real quick, short on time. Kyrus Tonga is joining us live from Provo after BYU's football practice. Kyrus, there's so much to talk about with you, but just a couple minutes here. What is it like on campus as a football player right now with the good and the bad and the ugly going on in this day and age? Yeah, um... Oh, I can't speak for all of us, but for me, I'm all online, so it's good all the way all around. So I don't have to wake up and, and go and walk all over campus in the morning. So I can just wake up and do it from my bed. So it's been uh, it's been good for me, but I know some of the players uh, it kind of sucks because they have to get up super early and make it to class and then make it on time for meetings. So but it's good. Kyrus, you could have gone on to the NFL last year. You chose to come back to BYU. You've probably explained yourself a thousand times in that regard, but why'd you do it? Um, just, it's, I just knew it was the right thing to do, especially after talking with my family. And uh, I owe Coach Kalani and uh, Coach Elisa um, everything I have. Um, another year was the, the least I can do, just everything they've done for me and my family. So, it was good for me and just to put me in a better position to graduate with a degree from BYU. So uh, everything worked out. No regrets. I'm super happy with my decision. And I'm excited. What are you hey, graduating man. in? What was that? What, what degree are you getting? What, uh, what's your major? Uh, I'm in communications, sports okay. media. Oh, okay. there's no money in that. Kairos, what are you doing? <laughs> Kyrus, you can take Austin's job, Kyrus. Oh, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we, everyone's been talking a lot about the O-line, Kyrus, and they're looking good, but uh, tell us about the D-line. You guys feeling just as confident? Yeah, um, it's been fun. Just, uh, just everything that's been thrown at us uh, this, this past year and uh, the way we were able to, to adapt and to handle things, so. It's been uh, super fun with the D-line. The O-line has been giving us uh, a great work, and uh, we're grateful for them. And we're just excited to, to continue to uh, perfect our craft and to play. How good, how good are they, Kyrus? I mean, I'm sure that you get an awful lot of attention when you're going up against those guys. They're very well aware of you. Do they try and pick on you, or what's that relationship like? Oh, yeah, we're uh, – we're we're friends off the field. Just on the field, it's so funny. It's just uh, we don't like each other, but uh, <laughs> you know that's that's how it is. O line, we 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 laugh about it after uh, every play. So it's uh, it's good. It's super competitive and uh, just makes everyone better. Are you uh, are, are you one of those that hears and feels the crowd while you're playing? Is there a big difference in, uh, in if there's a crowd there or not? Or are you kind of one of those that uh, blocks it out anyway? So it's it's always fun having a crowd. Like all of us know that, but um, we're just excited to play. So if it's one fan or zero fans, it don't matter. Uh, at Navy, we're having so much fun, and we're just going to continue to to do that with with no fans until everything changes. So, Kyrus, you were such a stud in that game, and you've been really good in other games as well. 
what are your aspirations? I mean, is the NFL a dream for you? Is that something that even though you came back to school, you wanted to get your degree, is that the goal all along? Are you looking forward to that opportunity? Oh, yeah. NFL is definitely a, a dream for me. Um, I'm just grateful to, to even have that dream. Um, I'm very fortunate to be here in the position I am. And uh, I'm, I'm just super excited for the year and how everything will play out. Well, thanks for a few minutes, Kyrus. Uh, all the best. Good luck and good health to you. And uh, good luck against Troy this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. That's Kyrus Tonga, defensive lineman for BYU. Gordon, we'll roll along with more next in the 6 o'clock hour. How about it? Yeah, better than walking along. <laughs> okay, coming up next here on The Zone. We've got Wrapping up the big show here, our thanks to My Hearing Centers. Make sure you give them a call, 801-438-7058. Uh, they've got a, a great consultation offer going on right now. Uh, private hearing evaluation. You can also have the, your hearing aids 30 days risk-free. See if you like it. See if it doesn't change your life or your loved one's life. Again, 801-438-7058. Gordon, uh, Johnny Lightfoot's been teching with me here next to me today. And, of course, you know he's the co-host with me on the Movie Zone. And we've been racking our brains trying to come up with a Movie Zone poll question this week for Thursday's show. And uh, I thought, you know, we've never asked Gordon to help us in this regard. What would be a good poll question, my friend? What would you go with? Hmm. How about the most disturbing movie you've ever seen? Okay, uh, let's ask someone else, Johnny. Because uh, the most disturbing movie you've ever seen? Yeah. Do we not have enough, you know, awful things happening right now? Can we not freaking escape for an hour in the movie zone? We have to bring it into there? No, that's our sanctuary. That's our synagogue. That's our church. You stay out, sir. You, you keep your demons away. This is our protection, our our our, our refuge. How, How about, about a movie that made a movie that made you laugh out loud at least ten times? No less than ten times. Okay, I like that. The a, a movie that made you laugh out loud at least ten times, and I'm gonna attribute it to you, Gordon, uh, when I send it out on Twitter. Is that all right, Gordon? You there? Sorry, my phone started talking to me. <laughs> oh, it's been it's been a great time here with you today. My phone is I'm, I'm telling you, my phone uh, is evil. It, 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 every once in a while, it it's, just takes over. It it, it, that, that's just happened twice in a row. No, someone you know when when you leave your phone on, and someone calls it or or some, it, it, that's what happens. <sighs> I think I just accidentally pushed the emergency call number. Oh, good. Wonderful. <laughs> Our tax dollars at work. Thank you. Does that mean someone's going to show up wherever the GPS tells them I am? That means you're going to jail is what that means. It was, it was, I, it, it was an accident. I pushed it to, <laughs> to, oh, to the bro. judge. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go. Fig- figure out your $6,000 phone that, you know, is doing things that it's supposed to do that you just don't know how to work. Yeah, that much is true. It's, uh, but it's not like I said uh, to a wheelchair <laughs> athlete that you're walking up on uh, the, the the season. Yep, uh, it is not didn't like make, you said that. You're right. I didn't make worst. that mistake. Nope, and I never will again. So, all right, uh, you have a good night, sir, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Thanks for sitting in today, Austin. I appreciate it for the vacationing, Jake Scott. For the <clears throat> vacationing, paroling, Jake Scott. <laughs> I'm Austin Horton. Thanks to my hearing centers. Thanks to Lloyd, Alex, and Johnny for Gordon Monson. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show here on The Zone.